Welcome to another Milwaukee Admirals podcast with Charlie Larson. I'm Aaron Sims, and we start things. Let's dive right in, huh? Let's start local, right? Uh, start local, indeed. Uh, this guy is a, a familiar name, I think, to people who have uh, been around here a little bit. Um, was a, was an, Well, he grew up here, I guess. You didn't really have his formative years as a hockey player, necessarily, in Milwaukee, but he's from here. He's done a lot of good things in his career, his young career, and now he's starting his pro career with the Milwaukee Admirals. He's Mequon native Spencer Stasny. Spencer, thanks for doing this. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Thanks doing for having great, me. Doing great. Doing great. So I, I mentioned this a little bit. You, you are from here, but you didn't necessarily, you had your early, early years, but when you, it was time to get serious, you kind of made the move to, to some other programs. Yep. I grew up playing Milwaukee Winter Club, and then once AAA started, I headed down to Chicago to play for the mission. To play for former Admiral, great Gino Cavallini down at the mission. <laughs> yeah, that, yeah, under him. I think he he coached my brother the ones, but now he was the head of like a lot of skills and stuff there. Yeah, he was. Yeah, so you, he never coached you. Uh, not my team, no. But like we do, he was with the '99s and '01s, so he was just above and below me. But I'd hop out there at practices, and then with my uh, like hockey school down there, he'd be out there too. The rumor was he was connected to the mob. Is that uh, do, you th- do you think that you ever see any mobsters come through? Guys with uh, you know like the hats and uh, looking shady. It's, chi- it's Chicago, so you never know. <laughs> yeah, you never, that's I don't know who I ran into. That's but, very true. Uh, no, I don't know. When, when did you start playing hockey? Like what what drew it, what drew you to it? I think growing up, I just my parents were good at letting us try everything so we hopped out and we we really did every sport but my cousin brandon he played hockey and i think that was one big draw Be- co- oh go ahead yeah because um my parents like my dad didn't play my oh. mom didn't play so it was something that we really didn't know a lot about but i think my cousin played and he loved it so that probably prompted us to get my brother and i out there do you did you what other sports did you play uh, hockey, soccer, baseball, football, lacrosse. Oh my um, gosh! Pretty much oh. everything except basketball. Yeah, it wasn't in the cards for me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Your brother's tall. We were talking about that yeah. before. Your brother's tall, but you didn't get those heights. No, I did not. I, I, he took it from me. So I'm, I'm down here, and he's way up there. When did you stop playing other sports? When was the focus just to go to hockey? When uh, you started going to the mission? Uh, you know, even, even then, I was, I was juggling. We, I played for the mission for six or seven years, six years, and I think the first three, um, my brother, my mom, and I drove down there, so it was like an hour and a half, hour forty every day. And then the last three years, we actually moved down there. Sure. Um, and then once I moved down there, that was eighth grade. Then I stopped playing other sports. But right. up until then, I was trying to juggle Shut everything. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's tr- that's. So tr- how d- how does hockey were you then? What, what was it about the game at that age that you're like, man, this is it? Um, you know, when I, was, when I was younger, it was we tried to juggle as much as we could, and then it seemed like every year we started eliminating one sport, one sport, one sport. But it was never hockey. It was never hockey. I think one thing that was really good about hockey was my brother and I got to play either on the same team when we were up here, okay. or we got to play at like the same club, which was nice in Chicago. Um, but I think we just played at a higher level for hockey than we did other sports and we sacrificed a lot more for hockey um like we made the drive for the mission we we sacrificed like we missed other practices for other sports but you clearly loved it (laughs) i I love every sport yeah but but clearly hockey was number one so was it was it they were all even but this is going to take more effort so this is the one we're going to focus on or was it I love this a little bit more than I love the other baseball off to the side while I do this here. Yeah, I think, actually, when I was younger, I preferred 
soccer and baseball. I think hockey was my brother's thing. Okay. So it was like, as long as one of us love it, we're both going to do it, and we're both going to do everything we do. And I think just in time, he loved hockey enough to make it, make us push and like play that and knock out other sports. And then once we finally made that decision, it was like hockey, baseball, and lacrosse were what were left. Yeah. And we were, since we played in Chicago, like we were missing practices up here. So it was just like, it made sense to go with hockey, and at that point, we both wanted to, yeah. so. Yeah. yeah. You, you played, you were talking about this also, is that you played at Winter Club. Yeah. You came, must have come to the Bradley Center to play as a little kid. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I did. What are your memories from doing that? It's just like, just being out there, and it's like, it's, it's pretty it's pretty cool as yeah. a kid, right, to do that, to go and play in a, a professional rink? Yeah, it was really cool, and it, we don't have an NHL team, but. I never really grew up watching NHL hockey. Right, so like the so Admirals were like, that was NHL. it. Yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah. So it was nice. It was awesome being out there. And I don't remember too much about being on the ice, but I do remember just being in the stands with our jerseys and like being excited for, like about to do it. Right, right. Like J.J. Watt talks about coming to Admirals games and just begging for pucks. Were you a puck <laughs> beggar? Were you begging for pucks also? No. Last, come on, throw it to me. No, I was the kid who was just patiently watching those kids. <laughs> so no, I, I wouldn't have been doing that. Yeah, that's funny. That's when, funny. You see, when you see the them now and certainly you've seen them whether it was in the the national team or or at Notre Dame or or now uh, do you do you have to give them a puck yeah actually in Nashville I ran into this I we were it was we were in one of the exhibition games in preseason and there's a puck that came to the bench and I caught it and I just tossed it back on the ice and then the guys behind me were like don't do that I'm like what do you mean he's like give that to someone in the stands so I think it's it's still something that's pretty new like I'm not used to that in Notre Dame like we wouldn't have fans that are practices or anything yeah, yeah and during games like i don't know if i really got in that that situation at all so um yeah i think it's definitely now that we have pucks to spare it's not youth hockey we're not buying our home and doing everything yeah time when that did happen like i was at a a game years ago it was the, in minnesota the north stars and edmonton and Edmonton had a fellow named Nick Fatiu, and I'm not, I don't know if you're familiar with him or not, big mm -hmm. tough guy. He's from, he was from New York. Um, and Nick Fatiu picked up all the loose pucks that were on, still on the ice at the end of pregame warm-ups, and he tossed them over the glass to every kid. And this mm -hmm. was before they put up the netting behind the glass. So he went around the place and tossed pucks to everybody. I and mean, this is a guy on the opposite team mm -hmm. that did this. And like that always, I was like 14, 15 years old, and that always stuck with me. Yeah. Like this is... That's pretty cool, That especially the opposite team, that that guy did that. And I see it now, and I see there's so many kids that are not only banging on the glass, but now they come with the signs, right? <laughs> they come, you know, I'll trade you something for, for a puck or your stick or something right. like that. Like, you're going to be inundated with all of this. <laughs> yeah. Right yeah, it's great fan engagement, and I think just definitely making the most of those opportunities. Thank goodness you're not paying out. for your sticks, though, right? <laughs> yeah. like, my goodness, these are $200 twigs. That yeah. you're, you know, I'll trade you I'll trade you my M&Ms for your twig. Oh, right, my right. gosh. Uh, come on, uh, Give me 150 <laughs> bucks. Yeah, exactly right. <laughs> exactly right. So you're at the mission. What? How, how do they find you in... It was in Ann Arbor, right? Or what did you end up in Plymouth? Uh, Plymouth. Plymouth. Yeah, yeah, first okay. year in Plymouth. Okay, first year that they moved yeah. to Plymouth. So how do how do you get on the radar there? <laughs> so at at the mission up until U sixteen year I was a forward, and I was probably running like an average forward. I was fine. I hadn't found my calling. And then U sixteen year at the start of the year we had some defensemen who were hurt, and I got thrown back there. And I think it was after my first game, my coach hold, holds me on the bench and he's like. You're a defenseman, and I'm like, well, like, like, 
what? So I, I finished the year going back and forth, back and forth. And then I didn't know what the NTDP was. Like, I didn't know the national team. I hadn't really looked ahead. I think the following year, like, I, th I didn't even know, like, USHL. Like, my family, we don't. We don't follow. Yeah, hockey. 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 No, yeah, yeah. so like we're going to the mission, like we're playing. Like some guys are leaving early, but at that point, I was a small guy. Like I wasn't as a forward, like nothing too special. Yeah. I don't think. And what was the goal for you to get to college? <laughs> what was, I mean, oh, at, college. At that point, yeah, yeah. yeah. You were you were going to play college, whatever happened to happen, but college was the was the end goal for everything. It was always hockey. Was always just. Get to a, a good school, to to a, exactly. A school paid for somehow. Yeah, like we would go to like the national camps in the summers, okay. and I I did not like playing hockey in the summers. It was other sports. It was like oh, and they they give you like a little sheet to fill out. Which this is like the precursor to like see who you are before the national like the top forty camp. Okay. And they're like, why do you play hockey? And I have like Max Hell on my left, and he's like, because I love the game, it's my passion. I got someone else on my right saying like, it's like all I do, and me saying to get into college. <laughs> <laughs> so it was like for, forever. It was yeah, I, I was prioritizing school, and 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 hockey was a means to get there, and it, it definitely worked for that sense. But then over time, it grew into something more. So the national team comes calling after they you, you, <laughs> all of this now. So you you get on the radar somehow. You get invited yeah. to. It's an invite thing. How do yeah how you do have they to be invited you? to try out? Yeah, it's it a top four. You get invited, but it's something like I so didn't. Who chooses this? Is this a USA Hockey ranking system that they have, or like Jimmy Johansson is running at uh, out in Denver <laughs> or, or wherever, or what what happened? I think in my region it was Tom Hardy okay. for my age but it was something where I had teammates who pretty much knew they were going to be invited there was the Youth Olympic Games like in February of that year and pretty much everyone on that team knew they were going to top 40 and I wasn't on that I was still like going back and forth as a forward in D so I had no clue and then I think guys got like an, an official invitation like two weeks before I got mine. So I'm like, all right, like I didn't make it. Mm -hmm. And then I get a letter in the mail and it was like from Tom Hardy. And it was the most unofficial thing that I've ever seen. I'm like, what is hey man, this? What's going on? And it's like, <laughs> Am I getting pranked? Yeah. And then it was like, like top 40, like you're invited. And then it was like, he like wrote a note on the bottom saying like, like great job at D. And at this point, like I had come to terms, like I didn't make it. I didn't expect to make it. Right. It wasn't something I was like, like, I need to be on this team. I really didn't know. And then I get this, and I'm just, like, confused more than anything. Sure. So what was it about D for you that made you better? Was it having the game in front of you all the time? Uh, like, you you said, again, you said, we were talking before, you said your brother's very smart. You're probably very smart <laughs> as well. Uh, so was it just being able to think through it a little bit more? Yeah, I think... I exactly. I think that was it. I think it was, there's more room to skate. There's more room to skate in the back. Um, but even when I was a forward, like I'd have Jake Pavanka and some other like high skilled guys in my line, and I'd always be the third guy high. Yeah. Like I give you the puck, you do it. I'm gonna stay here, and, and if you need sure me, happens, yeah. If you yeah. need me, like I'll join, but I'm just gonna chill. <laughs> um, and I think for defense, that kind of helps. Like I can get back, make a good play, and then. And that's then, it. That's and all figure you out, Yeah, figure out <laughs> where you go from there. Yeah, exactly. But uh, yeah, it just it just something just clicked, and fortunately, from there on out, it went well. So, yeah. did you get a prank letter when you were chosen to go to Plymouth <laughs> for the national team development program, or how do you find out that that you're in? Uh, that you made the team. Oh, to, to make the team? Yeah. Well, yeah. So I show up for tryouts, and I thought I was a forward. So I <laughs> and I, I got the unofficial letter. Yeah. I go and I'm like going in the locker room, the, like the forwards on the left, D on the right. 
I have my bag. The whole time, I'm like, I'm not supposed to be here. I'm not supposed to be here. I go left. I have no forward stall. I'm like, shoot, like, <laughs> I messed up. <laughs> yeah, so I, I, bury, yeah. I bury my head. I'm like, I'm walking out of the locker room, and then right by the door in the D section is my stall. And I'm like, well, I guess I'm playing D. So I try out a D. Um, they tell me after the camp, like, you're in contention, like, we'll let you know. And then a week later, like, at 8 a.m., I was at school, they called, and they're like, you made it. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah. So what, you're at school, so this is September, you find out, or what? Uh, no, it was, Top 40 was March of my sophomore okay, year. Okay. So, um, so that'd be for the following so finish season. Up, yeah, you exactly. finish up the year, and then you got to make the plans to, yeah. to get enrolled in high school in Plymouth. Exactly, yeah. Wow. Yeah. How was the, how was the move? Like, you're, you've obviously been to sh into Chicago, but now you're moving alone. Mm -hmm. You're by yourself mm -hmm. as a 16 or almost 17-year-old. Mm -hmm. How was that? How was it on your mom, too? Uh, Both your parents, but it's always the moms we worry about. Yeah, I think my mom, it, it was definitely hard for her. Yeah. But even when I was in Illinois, like, I loved being down there. We had, like, a, a little apartment, a little condo right next to the rink, and it was a nice little area in Seven Bridges where the mission play. Sure. Yeah. So even in the summers, like, I would just stay down there, and my other and everyone would be up here. Yeah. And she'd come down once a week get me groceries and then i'd just stay down stay there. there i'd do i was oh. doing like driver's ed i had the rink right there at a gym so like is there a worse place in the world to do driver's ed than chicago <laughs> online it was online, oh, online. So pool side pool side <laughs> driver's ed <laughs> <laughs> so so you're with the national team yeah and what is that experience like? Like, uh, you, you're considered obviously one of the top players in the in the United States, your country, and all of these things. What what was that like for you? It was incredible, especially uh, when you didn't think you were going to be there. Right when you didn't consider yourself one no, of the guys. No, no, and and I think that's what made it truly special, and that's why I enjoyed it so much. Because I think a lot of the time, the people that go there, like they even had a meeting with all the parents. They're like, your kids were the best on their team. They were like the player in their area and now they're coming here and they might not be on the power play they yeah, might not be in yeah. the pk like they might be on the bottom line and they need to like be okay with that and that's fine and i was going there saying i'm not supposed to be here everyone here is better than me if i play one shift i'll be happy yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah so like it was just surreal the whole time like i get the opportunity to play for this team and go overseas and represent our country and i think it was just a mindset of I truly am lucky, and I'm going to make the most of it. These tournaments, so you go overseas and, and do all of that. I mean, what, what an is it experience? Yeah, is it powerful? Is it do you do you sightsee when you go? I mean, what 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 all is entailed? It's incredible. Um, I think just wearing the U.S. gear, walking through the airports, um, just getting over there and seeing countries, and like I've never been overseas. I had right. never gone to these places, and I would have never gone to Switzerland or Czech or like. Russia. I, I would never go to these places. But then being there and wearing the USA crest and, and yeah, we do sightseeing. We do all, like, everything that, that comes along with the travel, but it was incredible. Even allowing, like, our parents to come watch, like, that's something that's special for them, too. When you played, because they're in the USHL, mm -hmm. so when you play other teams, you're going to uh, well, let's say you're going to Green Bay yeah. uh, to play in the USHL. Are you guys kind of targeted? I, I was, that's exactly <laughs> what I was wondering, too. Does everyone hate you? 
because you guys, I mean, you you may know a lot of these guys that are playing in this league yeah. because you played with them somewhere along the way. But yeah. you guys are kind of the cream of the crop. You guys have right. you definitely have the target on the, your the, back. You're the favorite sons, if you will. <laughs> as a team, you have a target on your back, and there might be so, uh, several players that have a bit of a chip on their shoulder. Oh, for sure. I, we generally are younger than the guys we play against. Right. Um, and 17's year, we lose every game. 18's year, we win most of the games, generally for the national team. And yeah, I've talked to a lot of guys, and we wear cages, and they wear, for the most part, visors. visors. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and they hate that. Oh, they hate it, and yeah. they always like they want to fight us. Like, <laughs> we if we if we're winning, like we from what I've heard, I've been talking to a lot of people. Like, we slash more. We're like chippier. We're just like they can't fight us. They can't hit us because we're all skill guys, and like they don't like us. Yeah. yeah. So I think generally, like, 17's year. We're just annoying. We're pests. Like they beat us, but we're just annoying. Then 18 zero. It's like when they're losing. Then it's yeah, it's really. That, that <laughs> then it's that. annoying. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so it's up and down. But you realize that at the time. Yeah, yeah. I think like, not right away. It's right away. It's like once the phase hey, of this Joe. incredible. Hey, wait a minute, Joe's coming after me. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> there are so many times like because like, they can't take off our cages. Like they'll get suspended. They'll yeah, get out of the yeah, game. Sure. So there are guys who are like, take off your cage, and we're like. No. Well, yeah. I, can't, well, I, mean, I don't imagine. <laughs> it's, it's to a degree, it's like a private school where, where if you're if it's a private school playing a public school, the public school has a community because they're all basically in the same neighborhood. Mm -hmm. Where a private school, the kids are coming from all over the place, and they may not have the thousand people in the stands rooting for them. So yeah. you probably didn't like when you're on the road, they hate you. Oh yeah. <laughs> I mean, you you have felt this when when you're at home. Maybe you don't have the biggest cheering section mm -hmm. because. Because there's, you no, go to there's the school not the community. You go to the school in Plymouth, but that's not the school team. Now, yeah. You know. Yeah, we definitely felt that. I mean, there, obviously, there will be people like each team has their top prospect guys where people are like, wow, like this guy's playing, this guy's playing. But for the most part, it's like people rooting for their team, and then yeah. we're coming in there, and they're not too happy about that. Yeah, right. right. Yeah, yeah. What, how was the college recruitment process for you? You end up at Notre Dame, which has become <laughs> a great hockey, you know, ha has become a great hockey university. Mm -hmm. But, you know, it wasn't long ago, 15, 20 years ago, when they were terrible. Mm -hmm. So how was that process for you? Yeah, I think growing up, so I, my whole family were all from North Dakota. Like, I was born in Wisconsin, but my mom and dad grew up in North Dakota, oh, okay. and we were always huge fans. So whenever Wisconsin and North Dakota played Madison, we'd right. go. And we, of course, value education very highly. Yeah. And when the college process started, I'm like, North Dakota. Really? My parents are like, no, no you're really? not doing that. <laughs> so I'm like, okay. Um, and then I'm looking, and, and my brother was still playing at the time, and he's a very bright student. So he wanted to go Ivy. He wanted to go to Yale. So then I'm like, I would love to go to the school he's going to. So right. I'm like, all right, all our shifts, like academic right. aid. Right. My parents right. are like, I'm not going to be in a situation. $50,000 a year. <laughs> yeah, like, I'm not going to put my parents through, like, I'm not going to make them pay for college when that's not, ne like, that might not be necessary. Yeah. So we were just starting the process of visits sophomore year, and Notre Dame was the first one, and my, it was my dad and I with Coach Slagger on the, on the process, and it just took one visit to know that's it. Wow, that's amazing. <laughs> yeah. So how do they how do they show off? Do they take you to a football game? Do they? I mean, is it the whole like this is Notre Dame experience, which would obviously include a football game, or what? What all was it? I think for some people they definitely did. I went just on a rainy day. Okay. Um, they were playing. Well, they were playing BC, so that's a huge game. The hockey team. The hockey team, right? Um, 
they took us around on a golf cart, showed us all the all the facilities, beautiful, all the sports. Beautiful hockey facility now. Incredible. Yeah, it is. They have yeah. everything. Yeah. The, the, probably the only rink in the uh, uh, only college rink in the country with a bar at the top of it. Seriously. Yeah, they they have absolutely everything and more. It's yeah. it's they spoil their players, but yeah, just just one visit. Um, facilities were incredible. Went through the classes like. I think talking to everyone, like they knew how much school meant to me as well, and they did a good job of showing me that and what they had to offer. But of course, it's Notre Dame. Yeah. So yeah, I just talked to my dad that night and made the decision. So you, you've talked a lot about education and the importance of education. How soon did you pick? You have you had two majors, right? Yeah. You graduated with two majors. Yeah. Uh, how soon did you choose finance, mm-hmm. which I think a lot of people can understand? <laughs> but then to go with finance, you went film, <laughs> right? Which yeah. everybody's like, "What? Why? Yeah. 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 Are you what? Are you an actor? So here, you have a, you, here's your left brain, right brain, right brain working against each other, yeah. sort of." Um, yeah. So, so going into school, you have to like you get into a certain school at the college, and I went to Mendoza, the business school, mm-hmm. and you don't have to choose what specific major until sophomore year. Okay. So there was management, finance, marketing, accounting. Um, and then like IT stuff. Sure. And just in all the intro classes, I preferred finance. I had a great professor. Um, just just loved it. So I chose finance for that. And then I was looking ahead and I was thinking, what can I do with this? And it was pretty much corporate finance at whatever company. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then investment banking. And I'm like, can't do investment banking. That would be horrible. It just bores you. Yeah. Right? And then corporate finance, like could be pretty fun but I'd need a company I enjoy like that I really like working for and I actually had an elective it was just a like intro to film elective and it was just watching movies every day for homework and then in class <laughs> talking about the movies okay. so I'm like this is incredible and I look into it and I'm like thinking okay like NBC Universal Disney like these are all companies that would be like they would be fun to work for so I look and I need 30 elective credit or 21 elective credits to graduate and I can add another major for 30 credits for film so I'm like that's Why double not? major Let's yeah it. it's a movie a night and say I got a major and that's what I did so were you a movie buff growing up or was this just like, once it hit you, it's like, 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 <laughs> go, yeah. Uh, I didn't consider myself a movie buff, but looking, I definitely was. Yeah. And I, and I definitely am. You almost, I mean, the sport of hockey and what you did sort of maybe lends itself to it. Mm-hmm. All the travel and going places. Oh, and, yeah. you, and when you're growing up, it's sort of when it starts to be real easy to watch movies on your phone and your computer and your iPad. Mm-hmm. So what's your favorite movie? <laughs> yeah, I mean that's that's always the question. You you hear I'm a film major, and it's what's the favorite movie? Yeah. And I never know. If you say Dumb and Dumber, I'm my, <laughs> my impression of Notre Dame is going way down. He, tri- he triples his income every year when he bets on the Oscars. <laughs> it's like ah, oh, the best, the, the best, uh, whatever, the Foley artist yeah. is, is announced the best Foley of artist. Of course, right there, yeah. All, yeah, all the ones that nobody pays attention yeah. to, beyond actor, actress, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the answer I give when I want to really impress people, when I'm like, oh, I'm a film major, this is my favorite movie. Yeah. But my favorite foreign film by far is In the Mood for Love, which is like a um, Korean film from 2000. That's just incredible. Um, subtitles? You had to watch it with subtitles. Subtitles, yeah. Yeah. Of course, yeah. But, but one thing, like, I love music and not, like, recent music, but I love, like, movie soundtracks and sure. scores, so, like, that movie, the score for that movie is incredible. Okay. It's, so, like, we're watching it, and, like, for, for school, we have a huge theater, we're watching it, and they have, like, a the main suite, and every time it's on, I'm, like, looking around, I'm, like, 
is everyone else hearing this? Like, this is incredible. Right. And then, like, the words are irrelevant at that point. It's like, just the like, music is what But you, it. you told me this summer, yeah. Yeah. and you chose, rather than a director mm -hmm. or somebody like that, you went music. Yeah, I did Hans Zimmer as an auteur. <laughs> yeah. Which is phenomenal. Yeah, it was... It was a fun. It was a fun piece to write. It was a little challenging because you think of a movie, you think of the director. Yeah. But uh, to try to give Hans and and the composer that sense of authorship was was pretty fun. Yeah. So you play four years at Notre Dame, have success, academic success. Your coach says you're one of the finest defensemen Notre Dame's ever produced. <laughs> So there's, I don't know if Coach <laughs> Jackson meant to put a little pressure on you or not, but it's certainly a nice compliment. It there's is. no doubt about that. Yeah. Um, now you're going to start your pro career after being drafted in the fifth round mm -hmm. in 2018. Um, let's go back to that real quick. What was that like for you, <laughs> being drafted? <laughs> well, from, a kid, yeah. from a kid who had no plans whatsoever to go to college yeah. to now... Here's a pro career on the horizon. Yeah. <laughs> Were you expecting to be drafted? Uh, did you and did you have an agent at the time? Uh, yeah, they, uh, my advisor. Um, yes, I got him. Yeah, I, I had an advisor at the time. Sure. Um, it was never. I went down there. To, it was in Dallas that year, and I went down there because we had some family friends, and I was. It was a cool experience, and we had like my billet family and my grandparents and my parents and like, like the whole everyone there, um, and. I kind of told them all, like, don't get your hopes up. Like, yeah, I don't know what's going on. Like, like it's a low expectation. Yeah, and I was like, we're just going to enjoy it. We're going to have it. So um, the first night we go, and everyone I know is wearing, like, a suit. And I've, I've never watched the draft. I had never gone. Like, and I didn't know what was going this on. This is before. I mean, they're, they're doing three rounds the night that yeah. night, right? It wasn't yeah. the first round one night and the rest of Oh, no, it was the first round one night, the rest of the, the second day. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah. And... I get there and I'm wearing like flip flops and a t-shirt and everyone I know is wearing like a suit and tie and I'm like, what is going on? So I'm running the guys and I'm like, shoot, I'm not supposed to be here. <laughs> like, of course, I don't get drafted the first day, but I'm like, I can't go back. So the second day I just go to Six Flags and I'm like, <laughs> I can't show up. Like, I, I'm wearing, I, I only have flip flops. Like, I don't know what I'm going to do. So I, I'm not there. Um, and then I'm thinking like, it's still 50-50. I had, like, some interviews before the draft, and it was like, I don't know if I'm going to get drafted. Uh, yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, of course. But, but mostly it was just like, it's so uncertain. I'm not getting my hopes up, and it's not like, if I don't get drafted, that's not the end of the world. Like, I had a fun trip. Yeah. So I go to the water park, and I'm just checking my phone between rides, and then nothing, 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 and then, like, 100 texts. And I'm like, well, I yes. probably <laughs> got drafted. <laughs> you find out from text messages as opposed to hey this is I was gonna say somewhere, somewhere in the or there was there like <laughs> right, a Nashville guy yeah. saying yeah like, hey Spencer give us a call please yeah I mean yeah I probably should have been around my phone and, and I, I know people did call from Nashville but like I was on a water slide oh, yeah, right. Right. exactly and we've talked to a, I mean, how many guys <laughs> have we talked to Aaron that were out fishing yeah. Yeah. Like, and, yeah. you know drafted in the 80s or 90s they had no idea yeah. like uh, you know there was a guy who, who was it, that, that it, it Dave Mackey yeah it was a mistake that he got drafted yeah <laughs> that's yeah. crazy yeah, yeah. Uh, so who was the first person you talked to from Nashville do you remember no 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 I think that whole day after the water park was, was just, just like a whoa yeah, exactly what did your parents say to you um, <laughs> my my parents were in the stands, and when I got drafted, everyone stood up, and I wasn't there, so they were like, they were just telling me like it was so cool, like right. we had the light on us, like 
it was crazy. Your name was on the board. And I'm like, nice. And they yeah. showed that all. Cool. So they just <laughs> the spotlight. Yeah, they, they, probably. They, they probably did. Bathroom and my brother was there. They probably thought it was him. <laughs> <laughs> no, none of the viewers knew what I looked like. tall guy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No one knew what I looked like. So hold on. What's your, you're at six, uh, six Flags. Yeah. What, you like, are you a roller coaster guy? Uh, sort of. I get sort sick. Of. I get I can, can do like a few, like one ride now. Okay, so you were just doing the water stuff. Water stuff. I tell yeah. you what, though, the 14-year-old stomach to the 18-year-old stomach, there's a big difference, <laughs> yeah. isn't there? Oh, there is. There yeah. really is. <laughs> oh Tell my gosh. That, they're like, what? Yeah. yeah. We'll find out. Yeah. I'm actually, I love roller coasters, and but it's been a while since I've been on them. I'm scared to go on them now, not yeah. because I'm afraid of the heights or mm -hmm. anything. I am afraid of heights, but that never bothered me. I'm scared that I'm going to get off that ride yeah. and I'm going to want to fall and whatever. Yeah. yeah. One of the most humiliating things I ever saw happen <laughs> was. I'm, we're waiting in line at uh, Six Flags mm -hmm. in Great America and Justin Gurney. And uh, there's this big hulking guy, like a foot, looks like a football player, and he's coming off and he's woozy. He <laughs> looks like he's about to puke. <laughs> oh, you big tough guy. Uh, oh, you're going to barf their guy. He wants to go after the reach of the fence. He can't. These guys are just kids. These kids, they're seven or eight or ten. They're just giving to him. Uh, Anyways, I'm scared that's going to be me. Sorry for <laughs> the uh, diversion. Someday. <laughs> so you get drafted. Now you're starting college. Mm -hmm. You get a little pep in your step when you when you step out onto the ice there at Notre Dame? Definitely. But I think one thing I struggled with was obviously Notre Dame is one of the, the most notable brands for any school. Like worldwide, it's it's incredible. Right. Everyone recognizes yes. the logo. Gold, gold helmets. Oh, it's incredible. Everything. Yeah. But even like coming from USA and every game you're like I'm representing this country I'm representing this country and then you go to college and it's like it's Notre Dame but it's still a little it felt like a little step back and it took me a little bit to realize like no like this community yeah. is even bigger like and in Plymouth of course you're you're representing your country but like you don't get crazy fans like right. you don't have the community exactly. and it took me a while at Notre Dame to really realize that like this is something even more special and this is something I'm like I'm extremely lucky to be here so then once I bought into that it was it was awesome the NHL played the winter classic at Notre Dame in yeah. what year 19 no it, it, was it uh, 20 or 2019 uh, like 1819 were you involved with that <laughs> yeah. was it were you yeah yeah um, we had uh, we had a game we played BC the night before on the f on the uh, uh, no no oh. in the rink yeah, yeah. Um, in our rink and then they played the next day and our like captains were supposed to like carry the flags out on the ice but they're like it's new year's like we're going out like i'm not doing that so i was like a young guy and they're, and I, they're like i'm not doing anything so like you want to carry the flag so yeah. you get to bring the flag <laughs> out really? yeah so i was with the blackhawks and i'm like talking to uh, crawford and like seabrook and they're like what do we do and i'm like i done a little bit of like a rehearsal the, the day before right, that right. morning so like just follow me like we're gonna walk here here just here just follow me yeah like, then I'm on the ice like Brent Seabrook follow me yeah. just take care yeah, of yeah then I'm on the ice with the flag waving it around and the leprechaun's out there and he falls and everyone goes crazy <laughs> and I'm like I don't want to fall so I'm just standing there and then like the coach's Granada is talking to me and I'm like what is going on yeah, here right. like I was a college student and I got I'm carrying a flag. I'm like on NHL ice like this is crazy this is awesome yeah right but, uh, I mean, 100,000 not 100,000 quite but Close. It was a lot. A lot of crazy. Awesome. Yeah. I actually happened to be driving back from uh, my in-laws' place in Michigan when that game was happening. The line to get in there, coming off the freeway to exit right at mm -hmm. South Bend, it probably was 
it had to have been five miles long oh, of just sure. packed cars. Yeah. And I was like, well, these people are going to be pissed. They pay $1,000. <laughs> yeah. They're going to get in during the second period. Yeah. 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 So did you watch the game then? Were you in, this, in the stands watching it? Yeah. So, yeah, th- I think even because I was one of the the flag guys, I got a ticket to go up in a, in a, in a suite. In a suite. Oh, yeah. Not bad. Not a bad way to do <laughs> so it. I, I snuck into it. a suite, got some free food, and then <laughs> went down with the team. And then I was just like, here, yeah, like, this ticket gets you up there, so then we just sent guys one one by one up to get some food. <laughs> <laughs> That's a class. On the ice with the NHL players and enjoy free food and a suite. It was crazy. <laughs> yeah. It was awesome. I don't even know who won the game. I don't remember. I don't remember. Yeah, I, I have no idea. No idea either. <laughs> yeah. So let's let's jump ahead a little bit mm-hmm. now. So now you're finishing up. Uh, you you, it's time to turn pro. You come to Milwaukee. You get in a couple of games, but you still have some school to do. Mm-hmm. So when you were here, are, is that when you're writing your paper? Are you studying? What What is going on? Are you on the bus doing? I mean, you hear these stories. Guys are on mm-hmm. the bus reading books and while everybody else is on their phones or whatever. What was yeah. it like for you to well, try to finish school and all of this? And really, for the first time since you were 15, live at home. <laughs> yeah. yeah really. Live at home with somebody else rather than be on your own like you had been. Yeah. Well, I was fortunate. I had great professors. Um I know a lot of guys at Notre Dame who left early, and the professors, professors are like, resent it, right? Yeah, they're like, if you leave, you're not going to pass my class, yeah. and therefore you're not going to graduate. Right. So we had guys who didn't go, or they went, and they had to come back in, in later years. Yeah. But my professors were all like, there's only a month left of school. You're like, you're in a good spot. Just try to keep up with work and come back for the final. So I told everyone here in Milwaukee, and they were great. They were like, yeah, we'll let you go back for finals. We'll let you go back for tests. And it was it was awesome. Everyone was super supportive. Um, I told some professors, yeah, like, I'll zoom in. I just never zoomed in. <laughs> like, yeah, like, I'll, I'll keep up. Like, I did the work. Yeah, um, right. But, like, I didn't zoom in. I should have done more, but at the end, I just snuck by and got my degree, and it really just worked out yeah, very well. degrees, man. Yeah, yeah. But, and, and a degree from, you know, one of the most renowned institutions, like you're saying, exactly. yeah. like Notre Dame, right? Yeah. It's not easy. It's not easy to do that. Yeah. It was fun. It was awesome. I mean, there's a big... I, I think, Aaron, maybe... I hadn't really thought about this before this, but Notre Dame might have the most history with the Admirals of any college. I think you're probably right. Especially <laughs> in the last 15 Notre years. Notre Dame or North Dakota. Right, right. Yeah. In the last 15 years, it's for sure Notre Dame. But even, like I was telling you, Phil Whitliff, our old general manager for 30 years, uh, he started Notre Dame's hockey program. I think he was the first captain, mm-hmm. uh, actually. And so, like, there's a great history here with Mark Van Gilder and Ryan Fang and yourself now bringing Jordan Gross here yeah yeah right closer obviously Uh, so uh, you must take a lot of pride in that right Mm -hmm. I definitely do and that's something like I have so many Notre Dame jerseys and shirts and everything and I was actually at home and I'm trying to like what do I get rid of what do I keep like I'm keeping all of that. <laughs> all <laughs> like, the I'm going to need all of that one day, so it's definitely something that's truly special and something I appreciate. I just learned that bon jo- bon- John Bon Jovi's kid went to Notre Dame as a football player. Really? Yeah. He was a walk-on. Walk-on football I know. player, yeah. Yeah. must have been before you because I bet John was there a few times. Go <laughs> I'm sure. A, put on a concert for the athletes. Yeah. <laughs> so this morning already, Carl Taylor was talking to a TV station. He said that you might be one of the best skaters in the American Hockey League. So, again, not to put any pressure on you, <laughs> But, uh, like, how is it, what do you think, what does it go through your head when you hear something like that? And I want to double up on that. Yeah. Where does that come from? Did you do the power skating when you were young? Did you, I mean, is it, does it help because you were a forward and now you're, I mean, all of mm-hmm. these things. Like, what, where did that come from? 
Well, yeah. Well, first, that's just really nice. <laughs> I don't. Yeah, that's that's awesome. But uh, yeah, I don't know where it comes from. Um, I'm a fast runner, so just I don't know. So I tell you what, my, base, <laughs> my baseball coach in high school hated hockey guys yeah. because they run funny. Yeah, they, that that was always what he said. Mm-hmm. Not not, and the hockey guys were actually probably our best players on the team, but they run funny. Yeah. So I mean. They, generally, yeah, we do. We yeah. definitely run funny. I'm sure I run funny. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's just... That's a very nice compliment. <laughs> I don't know what to say. You know, they, talk, they talk all this edge work. Everybody has skating coaches yeah, now, right? right? All yeah. this stuff. Did you spend time with skating coaches, or was it just you? Just natural. You, you, you live next to the rink in Chicago, so you went to the <laughs> rink, and you just messed around, and you, yeah. just, you, you put in the hours to get, to get where you need to be. Um, yeah, I, I think... I actually did a little, not that this had any effect on my skating, I'm sure, but yeah, I did some speed skating at the Pettit, just the whole family went, and okay, sure. we went, we did one session, and it was when like, when like Olympian people were still like kind of yeah. here and around right. the rink, yeah. and I do one session, I don't remember who it was, but like, it was just a learn how to skate pretty much, and like, immediately just, just and then like, People are like, what's going on? And then someone talks to my mom, like, you should really, like, get your kid. And then my brother is, get off the ass, like, no, like, the skates hurt my feet way too much. (laughs) (laughs) So I never did that again. But I think for hockey, like, I don't know. I'm sure I'm... So it starts maybe with just genetics. Yeah. It's just... I think I'm in the minority, though, like... I, I know I am. I'd rather, my favorite part of every shift is just, like, skating by people. Like, I don't need the puck on my stick. Like, right. I love just smooth skating. Like, yeah. I'll beat a guy to a puck. Like, my favorite thing in the world is beating someone to an icing that I shouldn't have. Like, they're in front of me. I beat them there. Like, awesome. Just out skating people. Like, right. if I'm not playing well, like, just move my feet. Yeah. I think it's something that I just value maybe more than other people. It's, like, Maybe my shot's not great. Maybe, like, that was a bad pass. But, like, man, I skated fast right there. And I got to believe that's an, that's an advantage for you. Like, some guys, to find their games, they have to have their stick on the puck. Mm-hmm. You don't, right? Mm-hmm. You, like you're saying, you can just focus on your skating, get yeah. out there, and wheel around, be yeah, the guy in the nice thing. Take care of it, yeah. Yeah, yeah. other things come. come. Is that, so is that an advantage for you over other guys, or don't you really know? I mean, maybe, maybe in, in that little section of, of the game, but... Overall, it's I definitely need to work on some other things. Sure. But I love I love skating. Yeah, <laughs> it's from, fun. We mentioned this at the outset. You're from Mequon, and now you're living at home. Yeah. So again, this is the first time you've really lived at home in six seven years. Oh yeah. With with your folks. Yeah. So what has this been like? It's been awesome. Yeah. Um, I got even I even have a room. <laughs> so I'm like, <laughs> I don't know, like, what am I doing? So I just had all my college things, and I just moved back, and we're trying to make it work. And my mom's been great with like this goes here helped me out like organize we we're just cleaning out the garage because i had so many things so i think it's it's awesome just being comfortable somewhere and having an escape from the rink and really just being able to be with family yeah and i think one of the hardest adjustments for players that come here especially is not necessarily the hockey but it's the off-ice stuff yeah and find and f- you know paying bills and finding a place to live and just managing yourself where can i find a snack at 9 30 <laughs> yeah. right and things like that exactly oh, yeah. but you don't have to worry about that no no, and that's that's incredible. Yeah. Yeah, and just being familiar with the area and, like, my own area in Mequon, it's, it's been awesome. So did you have to be, and you, you, I guess you hit that, but do you have to be sort of a tour guide with these guys? <laughs> I was, was going to say, oh, right, I want to know who's the first guy to ask to come over for dinner. When's your mom going to eat dinner? <laughs> yeah. No, we've definitely had some guys. i got to do that. But uh, I should be the one cooking there. 
Um, do you like to cook? I do. do I do at times. There are also times where I come home from the rink and I'm exhausted. I'm like, I can't touch anything. Like, yeah. let's see what we have. Right. But, uh, no, I, I definitely sometimes last year with some guys that joined late in the season, just like, what should I do? Where should I go? And right. there's some suggestions there, but and we have a lot of old guys and guys who have been here yeah, for a while who, who sure. probably know the city more than I do. Like, right. I know my area, but like down here, there's some places where I'm like, I don't know what's going on. Right, yeah, for but, sure. But, but you make a good point. Last year, Adam Willsby, what the, I mean, how in the, oh my God, you so parsing it, right? What are those guys? Like, you almost have to be like their dad. Like, like overseas coming to Milwaukee. Yeah, like, you don't know anything about anything. this place. You don't know the team at no. all. You sort of feel like a foreigner. You're dressing in a different area. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah I can believe that you were really like holding their hand. <laughs> I probably should have more, but no, they were great. They were they were really good. And even when I was feeling like a little out of it here at the end of the year, like a little overwhelmed, yeah. I couldn't even imagine what they were going through. So right. props to them. But you find out, and you mentioned this, you're going to Russia or the Czech Republic or whatever it might be. I mean, the, the small world, the small community that hockey is, right? I mean, you all, oh, yeah. you all basically have the same goal. Mm -hmm. You all kind of have the same upbringing for the most part. Mm -hmm. I, it's There's a lot of similarities here, no matter where you're from. A lot, yeah. So And that's awesome. <laughs> yeah, it's really, it's, right? it's like crazy. The shared experience is, is, it makes the community. It does, and that, that's just why we're so tight, because everyone's been through a similar experience, um, more or less, and being here with a bunch of those guys, it just allows us to have great chemistry and really enjoy it. Yeah, absolutely. So I think my, my last question is, like, what you, what's your goals for this year? What are you trying to accomplish? You know, we talked about your skating, and then you said, you know, I got a lot of the stuff to work on, mm -hmm. but what is that stuff? Is it just getting experience, getting used to play against men? What's the difference? What, what, what are you trying to, what's your goals for this year? What are you trying to do? I think it's just getting more comfortable, and then once I'm more comfortable, more confident, um, just to just keep gaining strength. Um, and then really just focusing on the systems here and what they want out of me and, and, and just whatever my role is, doing that to the best of my ability. Yeah. I think it's just growing throughout the year and the next couple of years because it's a marathon, not a sprint. And it sure is. Absolutely. I'm just trying to have fun. That's right. Hold off on that job at NBC Universal as long <laughs> as you can. Right, right. Tom <laughs> Admiral's Games. Stenny's has NHL page and will show you NHM at any time. They also feel full menu served seven days from 11. 11 P. Stenny's. Walkie's Nucky Bar. Be there. And Kettle Stenny's a growing organization committed to innovation, people, and the future of manufacturing. Capco offers workplace learning and development, flexible scheduling, and competitive pay and benefits. Learn more at capcoinc.com. Spencer Stastny has been our guest. Thank you so much for doing this. We really appreciate it, and good thank, luck. Thank you for having me. All right. That's Spencer Stastny. For Charlie Larson, I'm Aaron Sims. Thank you for listening to this Milwaukee Admirals podcast.